I was thinking that oftentimes people gather and sing songs that aren't biblical, sing songs that have no meaning, just sing songs that are just words. But today we have sang the very heart of the Word of God. We've sang about the message of this book is, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We've exalted Jesus. And by the way, the Bible says one day every knee's going to bow. And every tongue's going to confess that Jesus Christ is what? Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise to the Lamb of God. Open your Bibles this morning. And as you turn, we're going to have some, a couple of things on the screen here that we went over last week. Uh, I'm preaching a message, the second message on this truth. All right, look on the screen up here. <clears throat> I want to show you the, uh, the message. Go back to the other screen. Here it is. Scriptural principles to, God's God, to guide God's children in our daily lives. Truths to live by. I want you to say that with me. Come on, say it. Scriptural principles to guide God's children in our daily lives. Truths to live by. Last week, we spoke on one day at a time. Now, here's the confession. You see, you can know the scriptural principles, but if you don't have the power to live them, they're of no avail. So, not only scriptural principles to God, God's children uh, in their daily lives, principles, truths live by, but now let's put the confession up on the screen if you do that for me, okay? The message for today, all right, here it is. All right, we're going to go through it. I'll read through it. Just flip through the screen. The presence of Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Through Christ, I can do all things. Now, folks, I want to tell you something. There's no more important truth than I'll ever speak from this place than that. The realization that it is only through Christ that we can live the Christian life. It is only through the presence of Christ that we can ever obey the Word of God. The Christian life is Jesus Christ living His life in you and living His life through you. Well, I'm struggling, Brother Fred. No, it's Christ in you. Well, I failed before. I know you tried to do it. It's Christ in you. Now, let's make this confession together. If you'll put it back on the screen. All right. Y'all going to say it with me. Are you ready? With conviction now. This is the truth. Let's go. The presence of Jesus Christ in the person of the Holy Spirit is my strength and power to live the Christian life. Without Christ, I can do nothing. Through Christ, I can do all things. Now, if that ever gets in your heart and you ever start living your life totally dependent on Christ, you will find the abundant life and the victory that is in Jesus. Now, we're turning in our Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14. Last week, scriptural principle number one, one day at a time. Today, scriptural principle number two, Faithful, F-A-I-T-H, faithful. What a strong and powerful biblical word. Now, in the 25th chapter of Matthew, beginning in verse 14, Jesus gives a parable. And in this parable, 
He's really talking about two things. Accountability. How that we are accountable to God. But he's also talking about faithfulness with what God has given us. And so in this parable, you'll just see Jesus. And, and by the way, the man that goes traveling away into the far country is, is a picture of Jesus. He comes back and he holds his servants accountable. That's a picture of Jesus as the judge. And then there's the reward for faithfulness. You know the story. <clears throat> but let's look for this. Faithful and accountable. I'm beginning to read in verse 14. The kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants. Now, he said these were this man's servants, his own servants. We're servants of Christ, so he calls us. He calls his own servants and delivered his goods to them. The servants had no goods of their own. The goods belonged to the master. So he called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two. To another, one. Listen at this. To each one, according to his own ability, <clears throat> and immediately went on a journey. It's just like Jesus. He came, died on the cross. He said, okay, now I, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to come back in here. You got five talents, you got two, you got one. And he goes away. But he comes back to hold his servants accountable. And we begin reading in verse 16. He who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made five other talents. And likewise, he who had received the two talents gained two more also. But he who had received one talent went and drug in the ground and hid the Lord's money. Now look at verse 19. Here's accountability. <clears throat> After a long time... The Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Did you know the day will come when God will settle his account with you? Oh, yes. He will settle my account with me. But he will settle his account with you. It's called accountability. And so we read on. He comes back and he settles the accounts. Verse 20. He who had received five talents came, brought five other talents, saying, Lord, I you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents beside these. Now listen to what the Lord said to him. I'm talking about being faithful. The Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful. Underline that word. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now the joy of your Lord. He who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, by the way, he only had two. Didn't matter how many he had. It's what he did with what he had. <clears throat> His Lord said to him, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then look at this one. He said in verse 23. Verse 24. Then the one who had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, 
reaping where you've not sown and gathering where you've not scattered seed. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, what you have is yours. He gave him back the one talent. But his Lord answered and said, you wicked and lazy servant. You know what, you know, I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. You ought to have deposited my money with the bankers. And in my coming, I would receive back my own with interest. Now, that whole parable is about being faithful, being faithful and being accountable. And so we're going to look at this thing of what it means to be faithful and how God will hold each of us accountable. Now, this is the heart of our walk with God. It's a matter of being faithful. Let, let, let me define the word faithful for you. Now, you need to get this definition. You know, the, the word faithfulness, faithful, it's, it's kind of a foreign word today. Are people really faithful in their marriage or faithful in their work? Or, I mean, we're talking about this word. What in the world does it mean? Well, he's a faithful man. She's a faithful woman. She's a faithful teenager. What does it mean to be faithful? The first definition of being faithful is this, staying true to a person. You stay true. He is faithful to his wife. She is faithful to her husband. They're faithful to their children. They're faithful to their parents. Staying true to a person. That's what it means to be faithful. There's another definition of faithful. Un wavering devotion to a person. You know he's faithful. He has unwavering devotion to Christ. You know she's faithful. She has unwavering devotion to her children as a mother. I mean unwavering devotion. Staying true to a person. Unwavering devotion to a person. And another definition of the word faithful is to be steadfast. Faithful means steadfast. Faithful means reliable. You know, he's faithful. He's reliable. It means dependable. You know, he's dependable. She's dependable. Now, over and over again, the Word of God talks about faithful, being faithful to God, faithful to His Word, faithful to each other. It's the heart of our walk with God. Now, did you know the Bible says, that one of the attributes of God is that he is faithful. We know that the Bible says about God, he is holy, 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 and he is. We know the Bible says that God is love, and he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. The Bible says that God is merciful, thank God. But you know what? The Bible says God is faithful. Man, I love that passage over in the book of Deuteronomy. I want you to listen to this, how it describes God. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, listen at this. Therefore know that the Lord your God, he is God, the faithful God, who is keeping covenant and mercy for a thousand generations to those who love him and keep his commandments. I want to tell you God is faithful. He is true to you as a person. God is faithful. He has unwavering devotion to you. And I want to tell you, if you can depend on anybody, 
and count on anybody. You see, God is, he is the faithful God. That's an attribute and character of God. Over in the book of Lamentations, chapter 3, it says because, it says, now listen to this. It says, it is because of his great mercies that we are not consumed. In other words, the, the writer of, of Lamentations, Solomon, was talking about, thinking about his sinfulness. And he realized that, that how much he needed the mercy of God. And, and in Lamentations 3.23 it says, It is because of his great mercies that we are not consumed. It's only because of God's mercy that we're not consumed. They are fresh every morning. Great is his faithfulness. God is faithful. Hey, you know what it says of Jesus? He is the faithful witness. Revelation chapter 1 verse 5. He is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead. You know what it says about Jesus in Revelation chapter 19 and verse 11? It says, and on his vesture is written the word faithful. Hey, listen, man, the Christian life is all about being faithful. And as we're faithful, we will be ready to give account to God in the matter of accountability. But you know, You've got to understand one thing about faithfulness. Now listen to me carefully. This is the heart of it. All that we are and all that we have are gifts from God. Now just pause right there and let that sink in. See, you're going to be faithful with what God has given you. You're going to be faithful with the talents, gifts, and abilities that are yours as a gift from God. Now you've got to understand Who made you like you are? Where did you get the personality you have? Where did you get the gifts and abilities that you operated? Let me ask you, where did they come from? They came from God. So we're only being faithful with that which God has given us. God has given it to us. The Bible makes it absolutely clear. Now, I I want you to, when you get time, to study this passage about how everything comes from God. It is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 4. I want you to notice it says that everything that we have is a gift from God. Listen to this. You know, you know, people get all puffed up. Well, they got a good voice and they can sing. Or they got a good personality and they can sell. Or they've got this gift and they can do this and they can do that. And it just seems like they're just blessed in so many ways. Here's one person that's got five talents, but here's another that's got two. But you know, I, I mean, they, they, they get all puffed up and arrogant like it has something to do with them. Listen to what the Bible says. It makes it absolutely clear. And first. Corinthians 4, verse 7. Listen to this. Who makes you differ from another? What makes you different from anybody else? What makes you differ from another? What do you have that you did not receive? Now, you think about that. What do you have that was, God did not give to you and put in you and have in you when you were born and developed? What do you have that you did not receive? You've got to realize it's all our gifts and talents and abilities are all gifts from God. He said, what makes you differ from another? What do you have that you did not receive? Why do you boast as though you did not receive it? Well, wait a minute, Brother Fred. You don't understand. I worked hard. Who gave you the ability to work hard? 
Well, I just knew what to do. Who gave you the ability to know what to do? I'm telling you, every gift, every talent, every ability, everything in you is a gift from Almighty God. And all you're doing is being faithful with what God has given you. And by the way, it says in 1 Corinthians 4 there, not only are all the blessings and gifts and talents that we have a gift from God, but it also tells us there that we're to be faithful with what God has given us. Listen to 1 Corinthians 4 too. He says, now you've got to be faithful. He uses the word steward in 1 Corinthians 4 too, that same passage. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. See, a steward is somebody who manages that that was given by someone else. It's called stewardship. You manage what God has given you. It's found, it required of a steward that he be found faithful. Faithful in what God has given him. And then it goes on and says, God's going to judge you for what he gave you. Listen to this. Therefore judge nothing. This is that same passage now in 1 Corinthians 4. Same verses right there together. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes. Don't, you're, not, you're not the judge now. Don't try to judge anything. Let God's the judge. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. God is the final judge. Now, we're talking about faithfulness, staying true to a person. Unwavering devotion to a person. Reliable, steadfast, dependable. It's called being faithful. You know, as we think about this matter, uh, we're going to be judged by God according to our faithfulness with what God gave us. Okay? That's exactly what it's going to be. Now, I want to ask you a question. Are you being a faithful servant of what God has given you? Are you using your abilities and gifts and talents and all the things that God has blessed you with? I mean, from birth, are you being faithful with what God has given you? Are you being faithful? See, that's the bottom line. See, that was the whole parable. The the, the Lord of the house came back and said, he said, you gave me five, I got five more. He said, you were faithful. Lord, you gave me two. I used what you gave me. You gave it to me, and I got two more. He said, you're faithful. Lord, I had one, and I dug it and hid it in the ground. He said, you weren't faithful. You were a wicked and lazy servant. Now, folks, listen. Nobody, everybody in this room, we're all different. God has blessed us all in unique and different ways. You don't need to try to be like me, and I don't need to try to be like you. I am telling you, we're uniquely and and personally made by God. And God has blessed every one of us with gifts and abilities and talents, and they're a gift from God. And he gave them to us to use for his glory. I'm telling you, he gave it to us to use for his glory. Now, you might can use that voice of yours to sing, and you can sing and make money, but that wasn't why God gave you the voice. He gave you the voice to sing and to glorify the living God. 
You say, I've got the ability to make money. Yeah, and God gave you that ability. It's called the gift of giving where God gives a person the ability to make money. But I want to tell you, God gave you that gift. And what you do with that gift depends on your accountability to Almighty God. I'm telling you, it's all about being faithful. It's not, being, it's not about being a superficial. It's not being, uh, uh, about being, you know, a, a star. It's all about, listen, I'm just going to be faithful with what God has given me. I'm going to be true to the person of Jesus Christ. I'm going to be unwaveringly devoted to God. And I'm going to be reliable and dependable and steadfast with what God has given me. I'm going to be faithful. Now, I want to talk to you about... Um, how to be faithful. I mean, really. Now, you remember our little confession? It is the person of the Lord Jesus Christ who lives in me in the person of the Holy Spirit that gives me the strength and the power to live the Christian life. So this power to be faithful doesn't come from within yourself. It comes from the presence of Christ in you. But I am telling you, if you will allow Jesus to be in control of your life, you can be faithful with what God has given you. There, there are four things I want to talk to you about being faithful. And you'll be able to relate to them. They're so important every day of our life. First and foremost, are you listening? We need to be faithful in our devotion to Jesus Christ. Now that's where it all begins. That you know Lord. I am going to be faithful. Not just on Sunday morning. From 10.30 till 12. I'm going to be faithful. By the help of the Holy Spirit. In my devotion. To Jesus. I'm going to be devoted to Jesus. I'm going to be true. To Jesus. Lord you know. I'm telling you my choice is. I want to be faithful in loving Jesus. I want to be faithful in listening to Jesus. I want to be faithful in following Jesus. And Lord, I, I want to be faithful in Him being glorified in my, spending time with Him. Lord, I, I just want to be true to Jesus. I want to be unwavering in my devotion to Him. Lord, I want to be faithful to Jesus. You know... In Luke chapter um, 10, verse 38, there's a story. Now, I want you to listen to this. And you know these two well. It was Mary and Martha. Martha and Mary, sisters of Lazarus. They were the ones that watched Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead. Now, in chapter 10 of Luke, Jesus comes to town, and he goes to the home of Martha and Mary. And Jesus is teaching, obviously. Evidently, he's just teaching and talking. And Martha is as busy as a person can be. I mean, she was busy, 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 doing this, doing that, doing the other. I mean, she was hyped up. I mean, she was busy. She went to Jesus and said, Lord, look how busy I am. Why don't you tell Mary to get up and come in here and help me? Well, Mary, you know what she was doing? Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. And she was listening to what Jesus had to say. Man, she was just loving on Jesus, just listening to Jesus, just enjoying the presence of Jesus. And you know what Jesus 
told Martha? He said, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But Mary has chosen the best part. He said, Mary, Martha, it's more important for you to sit at my feet and to listen to my word and just to love me and to enjoy me and to experience me. It's far more important for you to spend time with me than just to worry and fret about all those things that you have to do. Now, was Jesus against work? No. Was he talking about not being faithful and doing the things we need to do? No. But he was putting things in priority. I want you to listen to this. If you are too busy to spend time with Jesus in his presence, loving him, enjoying him, worshiping him, allowing his presence to come into your life and minister to you, if you're too busy to do that, you're too busy. I just don't have time, Brother Fred. Oh, the devil has lied to you. You have time to do what is important to you. You have time to do what's important to you. It means you may get up 30 minutes earlier, but you know it's important because you want to be faithful in your devotion to the Lord Jesus. You want to be faithful to Jesus. What you are is more important than what you do. And if you don't, aren't devoted to him and let his life flow into you and love him and worship him, what you do is not going to be effective. So first and foremost, you've got to be faithful in your devotion to the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, you've got to be faithful in the little things. You know how we most of us live? <laughs> well, I know I need to be faithful to God, and I know I need to be faithful to my wife, and I know I need to be faithful to my husband, and I know I need to be faithful to my children, and I know I need to be faithful at work. But I tell you what I'm going to do, man. I tell you in the big things, in things that really matter, in things that really count, I'm going to be faithful in the big things. Listen to me. You won't be faithful in the big things till you're faithful in the little things. Oh, yeah, did you know that? You don't start out being faithful in the big things. You just start out being faithful in things that seem to be little. Hey, by the way, did you know Jesus spoke about that? Being faithful in the little things twice, he said that. In Luke chapter 16, Verse 10, I want you to listen to what he said. He talked about being faithful in the little things, things that seem insignificant, but yet you're going to be reliable. You're going to be steadfast. You're going to be dependable, and you're going to be devoted to that whatever it is. It says in Luke 16, verse 10, He that is faithful in what is little is also faithful in much. He is who is unfaithful in what is least is unfaithful in what is much. If you're not faithful in the little things, you won't be faithful in the big things. It's the little things that you're faithful to your wife or your husband that makes your marriage a success. Oh, it's the little things. You see, we, we, we have to deal with selfishness. We have to deal with self-centeredness. You know, we have to deal with those things. But you know, when you're faithful in your marriage in the little things, may seem small, but I'm telling you, they're really not small. You know, if you're faithful in the little things with your children, just faithful. Not mind-boggling, not changing the world, not buying them a new 
Dodge Charger? No, I just not know. You just, I don't know why I use that. Oh, just being faithful. Oh, no advertisements at all. Just faithful in the little things. You know, faithful in the little things. I'm telling you, that's, that's what's make the difference. Faithful in the little things. With your children, in your relationship to your wife or your husband, at work, it's the little things. It's the little things. Someone said of Dwight L. Moody, that Dwight L. Moody, the great evangelist, the great revivalist, the great man of God, that he grabbed America with one hand and he grabbed England with the other hand and by the power of God shook both continents. But you know how D.L. Moody got started? He went to his pastor and said, Pastor, there are a lot of little boys on the streets here in Chicago, little boys playing on the streets. Do, would you mind if I went and picked them up and started teaching them a Sunday, uh, the Bible on Sunday mornings? Dwight L. Moody, the little things, the little things. Started with a little group of boys he brought in off the street. And begin to teach them the word of God. And out of his faithfulness in the little things, God made, raised up a man that shook two continents by the power of God. It's faithfulness in the little things. I hesitate to tell this story because you'll think I'm drawing attention to myself. But I'm going to tell you, God has shown me how important this was. God had just called me to preach. I was sitting on the third row at Forest Drive Baptist Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where I was going to, 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 to college. And a lady, Hattie Farmer, I believe her name was, who was a missions director for that area in Columbia, came to our little church and said, you know, we, we've got a little church down here in, in this part of Columbia, and we just need some people to go down there and work in that little church. And said, I wonder if there's anybody here that might be interested in doing that. Well, I just felt God speak to my heart, and I raised my hand, and one of my buddies raised his hand. and You know, I didn't know where that place was. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't know where it was. There was an area in, Mobile, in, Atlanta, in Columbia called Black Bottom. That's exactly what it was called. It was the worst place in the city of Columbia. And in that place was a little wood frame chapel. And I'll be honest with you. I'm glad I didn't know what it was. But I remember the time when my friend and I would go down to Black Bottom. And we'd go door to door. Door to door. Sunday afternoons we'd gather the people. That, that was an unusual experience. Later on, I was pastoring Cottage Hill Baptist Church. 3,000 people on a Sunday. You know, that was kind of big. But that's not where it started. It started in Black Bottom. When I was faithful... In the little things. Because if you're not faithful in the little things, why should God ever trust you with the big things? I have young preachers over the years that have come to me. 
And they say, well, I, I, I want to pastor a church just like Cottage Hill. You know what I want to say? <clears throat> well, go start out in Black Bottom and let God raise you up. That's exactly what I want to tell them. I said, I didn't start here. And I'm only where I am by the grace of God. You've got to be faithful, folks, in the little things. Nothing pleases. Jesus said, he that is faithful in least will be faithful in much. If you're not faithful to God when you make $100, you won't be faithful to God when you make $1,000. It's never the amount. It's called faithfulness. But here's the second. I've just got a couple more. You've got to be faithful not only in the little things. God wants you to be faithful in the extra things. You know, there's a verse that Jesus gave. said, if a man asks you to go one mile, go with him too. <laughs> and you know what Jesus was saying? Don't do what's expected of you. Do not do what's expected of you. Do more than's expected of you. If somebody asks you to go a mile, go with him two miles. He says, listen, be faithful in the extra things. You know, don't, don't, don't do as little for the Lord as you can. Don't say, well, I mean, I, I want to please God, so I, I can do a little. No, no, what we need to do is say, Lord, I, I don't want to go one mile in my devotion to you. I don't want to go one mile in my service to you. Man, I don't want to go one mile. Lord, I want to go beyond anything you could ever ask. Lord, I want to be a two-miler. Lord, I want to be faithful in the extra things. You know, that's the thing that will bless your marriage. When you do those extra things in your marriage, you go, you go beyond what's expected. Well, you know, I work hard and, 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 and you know, I mean, I've got my own life. And, and so you, you, don't, you don't do the extra things with your wife or your wife doesn't do the extra things to help build the marriage. And y'all just coexist, you know, and it's all about me and all this. And you know what you need to do is you need to be true to a person. You need to have unwavering devotion to a person. And so you do the extra thing. I mean, you go the second mile. I'm telling you, but you say, I'm tired. Then you still go the extra mile. It's faithfulness in the extra things. I am telling you, that's where God blesses when a person says, well, I can get by with a mile. Let me tell you one thing. I've watched unsaved people who had been gifted by God and had talents. And they were not lazy. They did the extra things. And they succeeded even though they were lost. But I've seen Christians who would fail to do that which was necessary to go the second mile. And never succeeded because they never were willing to be faithful in the extra things. If a man asks you to go one mile, go two. Do more than's required. Do more than's expected. Do more than you need to do to make your marriage strong. More than you need to do to let your kids know that you love them and you're committed to them. Listen, they're more important than a fishing trip and they're more important than playing golf. It's all about your kids. You've got to be faithful in the extra things. I'm going to tell you a story that will bless your heart. We all know Rick Scarborough. Rick um, spoke for us not long ago. He was on the staff at Cottage here for a little while. And he was in evangelism. You know, he would preach 16 revivals a year. And God had really blessed Rick financially. He had. Now, Rick's a giver and a good steward, but he, he was just blessed financially. I said, Rick, I mean, tell me about it. He said, well, Fred, you, you know, 
I don't have that many people that support our ministry, and I don't go to the bigger church. But he said, you know, can I just tell you a story? He said, a friend of mine invited me to go hunting out at this man's particular ranch. It was a very big ranch. He was a very wealthy man. And I accepted his invitation, and I went out there and went hunting. Deer hunting. He said, uh, and when it was through, the man had let me drive his truck. And so when I got through hunting, he said, what I did was I went to a place, washed his truck, cleaned it out on the inside, and left it absolutely immaculate. He said, nobody that ever hunted at that man's place had ever washed, him, washed his truck. So the man happened to have a good many oil wells. So he said to Rick, you know, obviously, there's something different about you. And I'm going to give you 10% of all the money that comes in off that oil well. I said, praise God. But you know, can I tell you something? That was not a coincidence. He went the second mile. He did the extra thing and God honored it and God blessed it so we got to be faithful in our devotion to Christ man we got to be faithful in the little things and we got to be faithful y'all in the extra thing go the second mile in your devotion but then thirdly lastly we got to be faithful in the unseen things got to be faithful when no one knows and nobody notices and there's no applause and there's no no acclaim it's just being faithful in the unseen things. Did you know there's a verse in the Bible that nails that? Boy, it's in Colossians chapter 3. Listen to verse 22. He said, be faithful when nobody's watching. Don't you just be faithful when the boss is looking at you. Don't you just be faithful when, when, when they're doing the, uh, the, the checkup. No, he said, be faithful when nobody's looking at you. I'm telling you, it's right here. It says, bond servants. This is Colossians 3.22. Bond servants, obey in all things your masters. In all things obey your masters, according to the flesh, not with eye service as men pleasers. Don't you be obedient just when they're watching you. Not with eye service as men pleasers. Be faithful when nobody's watching. Be faithful when nobody notices. Be faithful when there'll be no acclaim or applause or praise. Just be Faithful in the unseen things. Boy, I'll tell you, that's a real challenge. When the only one sees and knows is God. Let me ask you a question. Isn't that who it's all about? <laughs> it's not about pleasing you or getting your applause. It's all about God's applause. It's all about pleasing God. I, I learned that very well, young. I, I didn't know what this verse was in the Bible, but I learned it because I was so guilty of it. I, I used to work on, in the Christmas when I was in the 10th and 11th grade at J.C. Penney's. You know, boy, that's, a, that's still around. Boy, that's an old store. J.C. Penney's. And I sold shirts. And I didn't like it, but it was just money for Christmas, you know. And I'm telling you, I just would goof off. I'd goof off until Mr. Tinker showed up. Now, he was the boss. I, I straightened shirts, and I pushed shirts like you never seen when he was there and when he was looking. Man, he was bragging, boy, you are faithful. I said, you don't have an idea. <laughs> but I guarantee you, 
That was eye service as men pleasers. Man, the boss is looking. I got to be faithful. Well, boy, that's not right. God is always looking. You got to be faithful in the little things. You got to be faithful in the extra things. And you got to be faithful in the unseen things. Because I'll be honest with you, it all is a matter of being accountable to God and pleasing God. But I want to say this to you, and I close. I can't be faithful, and you can't be faithful, unless there's the presence of Jesus Christ in our life, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, give me the power, and give me the strength to be faithful in the little things. Jesus, give me the power and the strength to be faithful in the extra things. But, oh, Jesus, give me the power to be faithful in the unseen things. I want to tell you, a a, a truth to live by, live one day at a time. Truth number two, be faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord.